Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCAC one team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And that's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Dice. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Holiday wing right for three. Good. From in front of his own bench. He pulled up off the crossover dribble. And Holiday's having a great night. He has four threes and now 29 points. Sean Kelly on the call last night on our sister station, WRNO 99.5, home of your New Orleans Pelicans. They will be back in action tonight, a quick road trip out west to Houston as they will take on the flaming red-hot Houston Rockets. And the Pelicans with a nice win last night over the Sixers, 131-124. to Sixers are a really good team So a nice win, but a little sour taste in your mouth after that Friday night loss to the Kings, the lowly Sacramento Kings, a team the Pelicans should never lose to. And so it was kind of a mixed motion of a a weekend for the Pelicans. And then on top of it, you got Anthony Davis, who was a little banged up, grabbing his hip last night. And we'll see as he limped off the court last night if he'll be a go tonight against the Rockets because they'll definitely need him if they're going to have any shot to be at Houston in Houston. And welcome in now to talk a little bit about the Pelicans and the week that was is our buddy Dino Hanson. Dino, what's going on, man? Good morning, Gordy. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. So I guess let's talk about this game last night as the uh, Pelicans found a way to get it done. And, you know, we always talk about what Boogie and the Brow are doing, but last night it felt like the guards were the ones doing most of the work. Rondo with 18 assists and then Drew Holiday, five threes he hits, ends up with 34 points. It was... Definitely a very nice night for Drew Holiday. You know, when A.D. hasn't played, Drew will step up and be that second scoring punch behind Boogie that we have needed. And one of my main concerns were, what is Drew going to do when A.D. is back? Simply because he tends to get lost in the shuffle. As you know, when A.D. and Boogie are putting up 27 to 30 points per night. Well, last night it was nice to see Drew leading the scoring punch. He should also definitely give Rajon Rondo a portion of his check every single game because (laughs) you want to talk about the importance of a Rajon Rondo on this basketball team and what it's meant. You're looking at a guy who's averaging eight assists per one turnover, whereas Boogie is five and five assist to turnover ratio and AD is two to two. And naturally, your backup point guard, being Jameer Nelson, is four to one. But the thing that Rajon does, and it's allowed Drew to go back to his natural shooting guard position, is Rajon is that facilitator. He is looking to get his teammates more engaged and involved, and that's exactly what he did with Drew last night. Drew got some really good, clean looks, and it was very good to see him get into a good rhythm. And you can see it in the fourth quarter because we've struggled, as you know, Gordy, with that third quarter consistently. And that's the thing about this team. We're 14 and 13, and the last time we were 14 and 13 at the 27 games was the 2014-2015 season, which was Monty's last season. So you have a game like Sacramento, 
you go into overtime, and as you alluded to, you're never supposed to lose to a team like the Sacramento Kings, who were 7-17 seven and 17 at a particular time. But you know Buddy Heal came in here. He was looking forward to playing against us. And even with us beating Philadelphia last night, they had no Joel Embiid, but this was the scary thing about it. They still out-rebounded us without a Joel Embiid. As we all know, Philadelphia is the number one ranked team in the NBA when it comes to rebounding at second-chance points. Yeah, that 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 was uh, that was that was an odd stat that that the even without Embiid they were still able to pull down all those rebounds. But to me, the story of the game, obviously one of the best offensive performances by the Pelicans this season: fifty-seven percent from the field, but sixty-two percent from three. Every single guy in the starting lineup hit a three, and, and then you had guys like Darius Miller and Dante Cunningham and, and even Ian Clark and threes off the bench. So, I mean, if they could just do that every night, Dino, they're they're going to win a lot of games. Unfortunately. Uh, they're not going to shoot 62% from three every night. Yeah, I know every team in the NBA would love to be shooting 62% from the <laughs> three-point line <laughs> on a consistent basis, and you're right. Unfortunately, we're not going to have those nights. But Etwan Moore is shooting 45% from three-point range, and Darius Miller is shooting 46%. And a lot of that is predicated off of your point guard play. And like you mentioned at the top, the fact that you're coming into a Houston playing against a red-hot Houston Rockets basketball team, which, quite frankly, in the beginning of the year, if you recall, people were wondering exactly how that mesh was going to work out between Chris Paul, who we all know has always been a ball-dominant guard, and James Harden being the ball-dominant guy this past season. But, man, Houston has not missed a single beat at all. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting matchup, and and it sucks from the standpoint of your your Pelicans fan and you're watching that game tonight. It sucks watching Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson healthy and playing well, <laughs> and it sucks watching you know Chris Paul was once the king of this town, and you know watching him doing what he does now. Look, he's he's not the player he was ten years ago, but he's still very good. He's still very effective, and for the first point ever, it's almost like he can become that spot up shooter when he needs to be. Uh, with that offense, if James Harden's the one bringing the ball up the court, it's just it's it's an interesting thing to watch. And granted, we'll see what the word is on 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 Anthony if he's good to go for tonight. Again, mentioned a little bit earlier, he got banged up, but still ended up playing forty minutes last night. If Anthony can go, then you know I feel I feel like the Pelicans have a chance. But if if Davis is out, I don't know how this lineup runs up and down the court with Houston. It makes it extremely tough if no AD is there tonight. Now, fortunately enough, from a psychological standpoint, being that Boogie has had to step up huge when AD wasn't there by getting the three wins without AD, that definitely bodes well psychologically. But we all know psychologically on the court and what's going on mentally are two totally different things. And you're right. You mentioned the fact that Chris has almost become that shooting guard playing off of James Harden, if you will, spotting up, knocking down shots, whereas James is dictating the entire pace of the game. So he hasn't missed a beat. And absolutely correct, you've got CP3, Eric Gordon, and Ryan Anderson, all guys who were formerly Hornets slash Pelicans here. And the fact that AD, I was not really happy about AD playing against Sacramento. And the reason why I mention that is because when it comes to a growing, and it was re-aggravated last night. Against Sacramento, he didn't really have to log a lot of minutes, and you could see him moving real gingerly. And, Gordy, you know, a growing injury 
just running up and down in practice and doing certain things when you're not going full strength nor dealing with any kind of contact is one thing. But to move laterally is when that growing and that hip adductor becomes impactful. And last night he took a shot. Not exactly sure how he's going to play tonight. We know AD definitely looks forward to playing against the top-tier teams, that being the Houston Rockets tonight. But this next five out of six games on the road will also determine a lot about this basketball team too, Gordy. That's what I was going to get to next. You know, we're talking with Dino Hanson, um, uh, talking some Pelicans and NBA with him. As we look at this schedule, the fact, like you mentioned, it's you're in Houston and you come back home from Milwaukee on Wednesday, which, by the way, Milwaukee is one of the top four teams in the East right now. They're playing really good ball. And then you go on a four-game road trip to Denver, to Washington, then uh, down to Orlando and Miami, and then you close things out in December with three home games. But I keep saying, Dino, I mean, the goal, if, if, if I'm a Pelicans fan, my goal is to stay above 500 going into 2018. And it's going to be tough because you got a lot of games here, uh, especially on the road, that they could slip up and lose. The only game that I could possibly see being an automatic win for the Pels would be that Miami game, which is the end of this five-game, five-six-game road trip, if you will. Denver put up 143 against us two weeks ago, even though we repaid that favor here at home a couple of nights ago by putting up 123 and 114 over them. You have a tough Orlando team who we've lost to, the Denver Nuggets, and as you mentioned, tonight, of course, against Houston, and then Milwaukee, and what the Greek freak is doing for that basketball team. Every night, it's a highlight reel of the way he attacks the rim. If this guy can extend his range and uh, not be a knockdown three-point shooter, but just a decent enough shooter to make defenses have to come out and guard him on the perimeter, man, he is like something you have never seen in the NBA at 6'11", to be able to put the ball on the floor the way he does, you know, and to attack with the aggressiveness that he does. So this is going to be a very interesting stretch. But I will say this, we can't continue to tread water, if you will, at a 500-level basketball team because you've got OKC starting to figure some things out with Russell and, and, and Carmelo and, of course, Paul George. So, you know, you want to definitely, and it's nice to be in the talk as opposed to being uh, 8 and 19 and 8 and 20 and so on and so forth. That's a, very, that's a very good side to be on. But we've got to become a much more consistent basketball team and do these things over the course of a game. And, Guardy, you've seen it. Down the stretch in the fourth quarter, execution, turnovers, and decision-making has really hampered our Pelicans basketball team. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and you talked about Rondo earlier. Uh, season high in, in minutes last night for Rondo. Th- played 37 minutes, so that's a good sign, um, you know, considering that they, they were kind of easing him back in there mid-November when he when he first got back. And now it looks like, you know, he's a full go, playing heavy minutes now for you. And so... Uh, that that's big for you moving forward, but just real quick, Dino, on the on the how the West shapes up. I mean, there's a little separation now. I, I know the the Lakers are technically two games back of, of of that nine spot, but really, I think from the Thunder on up, you're basically you have nine nine teams playing for eight spots down the stretch. And so now the story becomes injuries. Which team is going to get hit with the big injury? And if any of them do, that could mean that that team falls out. 
And then really it becomes a story about seeding. And, and, and if it's an eight-team playoff race down the down the uh, the stretch for, for these teams in the West, I mean, it's good for the Pelicans that they would be in the mix in the top eight spots, but uh, it, it's just a little odd because the West has been so good in recent years that you basically have the separation. It's nine teams right now playing for eight spots. And you're exactly right. You can't afford to have any major injury to any team that's in the West. I think the only team <laughs> who who is allowed to have that major injury, it's the San Antonio Spurs right now, who are nineteen <laughs> and eight, and that's simply because of the fact of Greg Popovich and his greatness and him not lowering the bar at all. They've been without Kawhi Leonard this entire season so far, and even a stretch here without Tony Parker. We know the situation that's going on in Memphis after they let uh, David go, so they are definitely lost right now at 8 and 18. You've got the Mavs who are 7 and 20 who I really don't see them being a factor at all and I don't think Memphis is going to be able to pull it together especially since Mike Conley is gone. So the Pels most certainly if they can avoid injury, they're moving in the right direction. The only thing about that is let's say it comes down to where the Pels get that 8 seed, you got to play the best team in basketball although we've played extremely well against them you know, Golden State is such a phenomenal basketball team. We've seen the prowess of what they do to teams, how they force you into bad decisions, how they force you into turnovers, how they play defense on a string and communicate to push the, the the entire tempo of the game. So Golden State is still that team to beat. But even coming out of the East, I don't think anybody expected to see Boston do what they're doing without a Gordon Hayward and LeBron and them are starting to figure some things out. So, this next stretch here, going to the end of December and beginning of January, is important for every team across the league to set their identity to see exactly who you're going to be, and the Pels included. They can't afford to be without Boogie, AD, Rajon, especially Rajon, simply because he is the engine that makes this team go. He is Dino Hanson. Follow him on Twitter at DinoHoops11. New Orleans Pelicans insider. We love to get his perspective. He's always got great thoughts leading into the games. And, Dino, I don't know what your keys to tonight's game are going to be against the Rockets, but uh, (laughs) I would say make shots. That's going to be the only key to winning tonight in Houston. Making shots most certainly would help. But how about this? How about contain James Harden and Chris Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that one. (laughs) Always good talking to you, Gordy. Appreciate you and David so much, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. He is Dino Hanson. Again, follow him on Twitter at Dino, D-I-N-O, Hoops11 on Twitter, and uh, does a good job covering the Pelicans. And like we said, it's going to be his, – oh, his key is just cover James Harden, contain James Harden. Easier said than done. That guy's uh, playing at an MVP level right now, and uh, that'll it's going to be an interesting one tonight. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully Anthony will be a go tonight and – the uh, Pelicans will have a shot, have a shot to at least hang around, contest some shots. And look, if you start playing that up and down pace with the Rockets, uh, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly pretty quick. So Pelicans need to play good defense tonight, and we'll see what uh, Coach Gentry and his staff can can put together. Let's grab a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, get into some some more NFL talk. I got some news and notes from some of the games from yesterday. We'll get into all that after this. It's the Chris Gordy Show. Stay there. 